how many of you remember having a big old deep freezer in your garage or in the basement? A lot of you. They were big and wide and deep, and they lifted up in the front, and you could put a lot in those deep freezers. And things seemed colder when you pulled them out of that deep freeze. But those deep freezers, we learned, were very dangerous. This morning, I want to look at the frozen heart, so that as Christians, we will not commit the tragic crime against life of feeling no emotion. Over the past few weeks, we have examined the wounded heart and the angry heart, and we have come to see that where there is hurt, there is usually anger, and where there is anger, there is usually hurt. The frozen heart comes from focusing in completely on our woundedness and swallowing our anger without any kind of resolution. Last week, we looked at different expressions of anger, and today we are examining what happens when we hold our anger in our hearts for too long. I was raised in a family where I was taught to be colorblind when it came to people. For we are all, no matter how different we are, no matter how different we look, no matter how different our backgrounds and belief systems are, we are all one as God's children. I was also fairly athletic as a young person growing up. And kids have these amazing groupings called cliques. Cliques. And because I excelled in basketball, I was in, I was in the in-group of jocks all through junior high school. And then in ninth grade, I went into a big high school where several junior high schools funneled in. And during the first season of basketball, I became good friends with someone from another school who just happened to be African-American. No big deal, right? All of a sudden, my other friends began treating me differently. It was put to me that I would have to make a choice. But I didn't want to have to make a choice. I wanted to be friends with everyone. And so by not disowning the one, I was disowned by the in-group of athletes in the school. And with each passing day, I received colder and colder treatment. Now, we all need a sense of belonging. And that is especially true for adolescents. Friends, I have to tell you that it was extremely painful. And I was so hurt and angry, yet all I could do was swallow all that feeling and pretend it didn't bother me. And even to talk about it now brings up the shells of those feelings back into my consciousness. But I carried that frozen pain and anger alone in my heart 
for a long, long time. And I never did gain acceptance with that in-group during my four years of high school. Now, I'm not unique. We've all had painful experiences of one kind or another. So here's Lucy and Charlie Brown. She says, I'm having a big party, Charlie Brown, and I'm going to invite everyone in the neighborhood except you. Did you hear me? He says, did you hear me? I said, you can't hurt my feelings. I don't care. You can't hurt my feelings. And as he walks away, he says to himself, I'm a loud liar. If it is true that most anger is triggered by pain, then as we explored last week, how we process our anger is very important because it will directly affect our pain. You've probably heard of the fight or flight option. In one, you fight as Charlie Brown did. In the other, you take flight and run away altogether. But there is another reaction to pain and anger in addition to the fight or flight, and it is to freeze. To freeze. I was not strong enough to take on my group of peers who were being so mean, and I could not take flight from the basketball team or my newfound friend. Instead, I simply let it all freeze inside. And I took my pain and anger, which at the time I couldn't even articulate, and I just, I just swallowed it. Fortunately, I had other support sister, systems, including a loving family. And so over time, that frozen part of my heart was able to thaw and heal. My guess is we have all had frozen parts of our hearts. And for those who are hurt over and over and simply swallow it all, eventually they close their hearts. The frozen heart is evidenced by someone who is completely cold, unemotional, unfeeling, uncaring, and numb. We say they are heartless and cold-hearted. It's like being outside in the winter when the temperatures are very, very cold. If you're not prepared to deal with it, you slowly become, no, you slowly become numb and frozen without feeling. The same is true for our hearts. The inner core of who we are, all that we are on the inside and become, can become numb and immobilized. When a heart becomes frozen, there is no room for faith and love. And you know it's tragic, but there are many young people in our culture who are closing their hearts at the age of 10, 11, 12. When one adolescent was asked how he could kill several people, he coolly said, after you do it once or twice, it's easy. It was Tennessee Williams who observed, faith is in our heart or else we 
are dead. In our text, which Jim read for us from Matthew, Jesus is talking to the disciples about faith. For those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. Think of that in regards to the frozen heart. For Jesus goes on to quote Isaiah with these words, You will indeed listen, but never understand, and you will indeed look, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull. And their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes so that they might not look with their eyes and listen with their ears and understand with their heart and turn. And I would heal them. Healing the heart. Healing the frozen heart. I believe there isn't a person listening today who has a completely frozen heart, otherwise you wouldn't be here. If you had a completely frozen heart, you probably wouldn't be here. But I also believe that almost every one of us has some corner or part of our heart that is frozen, a place where we've swallowed our hurt or anger and become unable to move in a particular relationship. There may be some of you today who have some frozen anger or hot Anger, depending on what's going on in your personal lives or what's going on in the world around you. It is my hope you won't let that anger take hold and have a mind of its own, or that it gets so cold that you stop caring or feeling altogether. At times we need a healing of the heart, and even at the heart of our world, We need a healing as well. Today, on this World Communion Sunday, we have an incredible opportunity to share in the Lord's Supper. For through this incredible sacrament, God opens his heart to us. In the frozen heart, there is no feeling. It's like being a robot with no emotions, no caring. It is in our humanness as beings who sense feelings in our flesh, in our blood, and in our hearts that we can receive communion, which symbolically is the flesh and blood of our Lord that allows us to feel To know God's love. So go. Go to your heart today. Go to your wounded heart. Go to your angry heart. Go to your frozen heart. And let the radiance and light of Christ's presence and love warm and heal you in the innermost part of your heart. In the words of an old hymn, deep in the human heart, crushed by the tempter, feelings lie buried that grace 
only grace can restore. God seeks to be a part of your heart and my heart. For though there are times when we swallow our pain, when we swallow our anger and are frozen within, today, today in just a few moments, we can swallow communion and be in touch with the heart of God in Christ and taste a love so great that even the most frozen parts of our hearts can begin to thaw and be healed. Thanks be to God this day and every day for giving us a fresh heart start by sharing his loving and open heart through Jesus Christ, our Savior, our healer. Amen.